3: the top stories from the KCBS radio newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning, I'm Margie Schaefer. And I'm Eric Thomas. Here's what's happening. In the
1: reversal we've all been waiting for, half of California is no longer considered to be in a drought. As KCBS's Holly Kwan tells us, that's according to the latest map from the U.S. Drought Monitor which was released this morning.
4: This map takes into account all the rain and snow as of Tuesday, and it shows the Sierra Foothills, Central Valley, North and Central Coast, and Most of the Bay Area either in the no drought category or abnormally dry, which is a step below official drought. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen in quite a while that you have had such heavy precipitation, such beneficial precipitation from a hydrologic standpoint. Uh, across the state and to have actually removing the state from any sort of dryness, not just drought, but any sort of uh, dryness that we're perceiving.
5: Rich Tinker, forecaster with the U.S.
4: Drought Monitor, says three months ago the entire state was in drought with 40 percent in the two most dire categories. Now believe it or not, most reservoirs are still below normal for this time of the year, but we're talking about 90 to 95% of normal, whereas in the autumn, we were talking about 50% of normal. So there's been a huge increase. The ones that have not reacted very well are the ones that rely mostly on snow melt as opposed to precipitation that falls at the time.
5: Which means that those reservoirs that
4: rely on snow melt will be filled this spring. That's what forecasters used to worry about, too fast of a spring melt. But given the growing Sierra snowpack, looks like there'll be plenty. Holly Kwan, KCBS. Governor Newsom is activating the California National Guard
3: in response to the recent severe winter storms. KCBS's Matt Bigler reports a state of emergency has been declared in the hardest-hit counties.
4: Thirteen counties, including Sonoma County, are in an official state of emergency following the intense rain and snowstorms that have pounded communities across California. Earlier this year, Governor Newsom said the severe weather was the result of climate change.
1: The dries are getting a lot drier in the last three years and the wets again a lot wetter. This weather whiplash is that new reality.
4: Newsom has activated the California National Guard to help with disaster response, emergency rescues and evacuations. Alicia De La Garza with California Office of Emergency Services is asking residents in affected areas to evacuate if asked.
6: Each of us as Californians has a role to play over the coming days. Please stay off the roads, and out of the mountains, except for
2: essential travel.
4: Another blizzard is forecast in the Sierra this weekend. Matt Bigler, KCBS.
1: Tahoe is buried in snow, and as KCBS's Chris Ancarlo reports, the situation might be freezing out some business.
0: It's a bit like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet and stuffing your face as soon as you sit versus casually dabbling in a glob of mashed potatoes here, a turkey leg there.
7: I think we all love the amount of snow, but
0: maybe not the accumulation in short amount of
7: time like these
0: particular storms. Carol Chaplin is the CEO of the Lake Tahoe Visitors Authority. She says one of the big problems is logistics.
7: We have some situations, you know, workforce challenges and getting people to
0: work. She says it's too soon to measure the full impact of all this snow as resorts are forced to close because of conditions.
7: You know, I can't tell you today how many people canceled their lodging reservations. I also can't tell you how many people have extended them.
0: And she says some of the losses might be recouped as the season is extended, but still... The challenge is getting there.
7: So if you're not a winter driver, it can be tough.
0: And it's documented mid-blizzard on 80 by CHP. We've definitely got some snow banks. We've got a couple small avalanches coming down. And this is the only way to get up and over Donna Summit right now. Chris Ancarlo, KCBS.
3: Tons of snow are causing problems at Yosemite National Park, which is closed indefinitely as its most popular parts remain buried. The closure began last weekend ahead of the storm that would eventually dump as much as 15 feet of snow in some areas. 40 inches fell on Yosemite Valley on Tuesday, breaking the previous daily record of 36 inches that was set on February 28, 1969. The last time Yosemite had a snow-related closure was 2011.
1: The stabbing death of a 16-year-old student on a high school campus in Santa Rosa has shaken the community. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports his growing frustration about a rise in aggressive incidents on a number of school campuses.
4: A small memorial sits around the flagpole in front of Montgomery High School. Candles, balloons, and photos of 16-year-old Jaden Panta. Classes are canceled here today and tomorrow. A vigil was held last night on campus. Panta was killed after he and another student entered an art class they weren't enrolled in. An argument and fight ensued with a third student. Panta's grandfather is Harry Edwards. He's just outgoing. He was a good kid. Edwards says tensions
0: had been brewing. He had some conflict earlier with, during the week with the, with the kid or something. I don't see why the school didn't do something about that. They stabbed all of his tires and stuff on his car.
4: Like many schools, in the wake of 2020's George Floyd protests, the Santa Rosa School Board voted to remove school resource officers from campuses. Santa Rosa Police Chief John Cregan says he'd like that revisited. Our officers are patrolling 42 square miles miles of
0: the city on a daily basis with over 110,000 calls for service last year.
4: Fed up with what they say is district inaction over a rise in fights, threats, and aggression. Students at schools district-wide in Santa Rosa have planned a morning walkout in protest tomorrow. In Santa Rosa, Mike DeWald, KCBS.
1: There's a tulip super bloom hitting San Francisco's Golden Gate Park right now. KCBS's David Welch reports a new tulip star is making its
4: San Francisco spring debut this year. The tulip that's really turning heads this season is called the London N Breed. Named after San Francisco's mayor, the pink and white flower was a gift from the Queen of the Netherlands during her visit to the city last September.
3: It's so neat, like that we have such a beautiful, glamorous, and interesting mayor in town. Suzanne,
4: who's clearly a fan of the mayor and an even bigger fan of her namesake flower, lives just a few minutes drive from here.
3: And she's so fabulous that she gets a tulip named after her and it's such a gorgeous one.
4: Thousands of the tulips are popping up throughout Golden Gate Park and especially at the Queen Wilhelmina Garden, aided in part by the botanical gift and made even more certain by this year's generous precipitation. And they've arrived just in time for American Tulip Day this Saturday.
3: We love to see the growth. It's also really fun to see how excited everybody is around these flowers.
4: American Tulip Day returns to San Francisco's Union Square March 4th from 1 to 4 30 p.m. In San Francisco, David Welch, KCBS.
3: Gun violence is at an all-time high in this country. Considered a public health crisis, and we've seen multiple mass shootings recently around the region, the state, and the country. Now, hospitals and trauma teams are taking a more community-focused approach to addressing gun violence. KCBS's Alice Wirtz reports.
7: With over 640 mass shootings last year, those with four or more victims the gun violence epidemic shows no sign of waning. Dr. Amanda Salmon is a parent, trauma surgeon and associate professor of surgery at UCSF. She's also founder and executive director of the Better Lab. Most people think of see or seeing mass shootings in the news and, and, and while tragic, these are less than 2% of total gun deaths and, and we've seen a significant increase Dr. Salmon appreciates that UCSF is one of the first to offer hospital-based violence intervention programs in the U.S. Its benefits extend beyond the ER. I am the person who fixes an injury, but I don't fix the problem. And I, I could never. And so Vanessa, people like Vanessa are the only hope we have to really, as a healthcare system, address gun violence. Vanessa Jackson is a violence prevention professional. She offers victims wraparound services as part of their recovery. Whether it's housing, whether it's food, education, a job. For more information on this topic, tune in to As Prescribed at 1.30 p.m. right here.
3: I'm Alice Wirtz KCBS. More rain is expected this weekend. The worry for one foundation, as KCBS's Jade Hernandez discovers, is not having enough money after last month's storms depleted their disaster relief fund.
5: may seem like a lot of money to raise and put away. But as Manuel Santa Maria, vice president of the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, explains, then the rain came and it didn't stop.
4: In the past four weeks, we've actually given out close to $600,000.
5: The foundation aids a 10-county region. Its priority, San Mateo and Santa Clara County. And if storms expected to drench the area again over the next couple of weeks do materialize, the concern turns to neighbors not just now, but in the case of future disasters, which is why the money was raised in the first place.
4: Can't imagine during a catastrophic earthquake when, you know, uh, four or five million people in the Bay Area might be affected and, you know, the... the The resources would be exhausted just in terms of, you know, immediate response, but never mind uh, long-term recovery.
5: To donate, go to SiliconValleyCF.org. Jade Hernandez, KCBS.
1: The Oakland Unified School District is looking for more teachers, classroom support staff, and substitutes. KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports on a rare in-person recruitment event.
5: There may have been
3: layoffs on the table at the school board meeting the night before, but at the event at Oakland High School yesterday afternoon, Sarah Glassband, the Director of Recruitment and Retention for Oakland Unified explains, "We hire between 1,000 and 1,500 people a year. Brand new teachers just out of school, teachers moving in from out of state or outside the Bay Area, and teachers changing schools in Oakland, like this man.
8: I'm just looking for the open math positions at the district. I've been here for a little while, but just looking to see what other schools are hiring the environments in the other schools, too, just to see what's different. And it's nice that they're just all in just one place, easy.
3: There is a big advantage to hiring teachers who are already in the district, Glassband says, because they understand the Oakland community.
6: Every year, I encourage people to shift their thinking, like, oh, maybe this community isn't right for me, but another
3: one would be. And I can stay and grow in Oakland, but I don't have to stay where I am. At Oakland High School, Megan Goldsby, KCBS. Here's Jessica Birch, and uh, it's still sunny and still dry today.
8: It is, and tomorrow's going to be a copy and paste of today, so enjoy the next, well, enjoy this afternoon and tomorrow, because once we head into Saturday, that's when the big change happens. Now, today we're sitting in the upper 50s, lower 60s, with some partly cloudy skies throughout the afternoon. Today, cooler temperatures along the coast in the low 50s. Tomorrow, like I said, copy and paste that, but once we head into Saturday, the rain returns all throughout the Bay Area, just around that 10, 11 o'clock hour in the morning, and it's going to last as we head into the afternoon with some hit or miss storms in the forecast. I've been keeping a close eye on the models, and right now it looks like rain will stick around even as we kick off next work week from Monday and Tuesday. Daytime highs dropping all the way down to the upper 40s and lower 50s, so chilly conditions and wet conditions too as we kick off next week. You're going to want to keep those umbrellas really close by. You're going to need them pretty shortly. But like I said, today, we're still in that dry break. Tomorrow, same trend, so get out there and enjoy all of this sunshine before the forecast starts changing again. And hey, one thing real fast too, the drought monitor just got updated this morning and I'm taking a look at it. Half of California is already out of drought conditions. This is big news. Now, some of us are dealing with abnormally dry conditions, but that's not considered a drought. So go out there, check that out. It's actually a huge deal, and it just came out within the past 30 minutes. So we'll have more on that in a bit. But for now, I'm meteorologist Jessica Birch with your KCBS KPIX for Alert Forecast.
1: The Silicon Valley Ice Skating Association recently wrapped up its latest Robots on Ice event, which is meant to push the boundaries of testing and accessibility of robotics on icy surfaces. For more, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Sarah Feldman, Director of Analytics at Women Who Code and Robots on Ice co-chair. Sarah, thanks for joining us to discuss this. Uh, what is Robots on Ice? And for goodness sakes, uh, since people have a tough time standing up on ice, how the heck do you get a robot to do it?
6: You know, that's a great question. Uh, I think that's the, the entire point of the event is really to push uh, what technology can do in a new and unfamiliar surface um at an ice rink so Ro- robots on ice is all about inspiring folks of all ages to to really push what their robotics abilities and what the technology itself can do
3: what were you most impressed about with this year's event
6: you know we had folks of all ages there um, anyone who was you know from the ages of four to ninety-four such a great turnout over hundred and fifty folks showed up and everyone walked away inspired with big smiles on their faces we even got emails afterwards thing that uh, parents' uh, kids were opening up their robotics robotics kits as soon as they got home. So we're just so ecstatic to hear that uh, the event was so inspirational.
1: Tell us about some of the challenges of getting a mechanical device to operate on the ice. With people, you have balance, you have the friction of the ice and the skates and, you know, all that good stuff. How do you figure that out with, uh, you know, a mechanical device?
6: You know, that's a really good point. Um, In some cases, uh, the engineers that we work with are using all sorts of algorithms that relate actually to roller skating. And so there's a lot of um, that type of dynamic used on the ice, but you're exactly right. The surface is slippery, it's unpredictable. Sometimes there are marks on the ice from earlier performances. And so the robotics have to be incredibly dynamic to make sure that they are not just slipping and falling. And frankly, sometimes
3: they do just slip and fall. That's part of the fun I imagine though. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) What are you planning for next year?
6: Uh, So we were so excited for next year. We started uh, planning an entirely um, elevated event so we'll have uh, a potentially robo sumo uh, we're gonna have some robot races potentially obstacle courses uh, we're working with the Silicon Valley robotics group as well to, to bring in more competition
1: so if you're one of the engineers you're talking about besides sure. having the uh, the robot effectively skate on ice what do you do to make yourself stand out
6: mm, that's a great question I think uh, being dynamic would be the most important thing on the ice, and, and there's definitely different categories as well. Um, on the ice, we typically have any kind of robotic design from a rover to actual, um, uh, what I've seen as uh, bouncing balls that are actually robots to little cats. So I think it really depends on the type of robot, but um, we do tend to get a lot of Mars rovers, which is incredible and very dynamic, but we love to just see variety.
3: Thank you so much. We've been joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Sarah Feldman, director of analytics at Women Who Code and Robots on Ice co-chair. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts, and stream us on your smart speaker twenty four seven by saying
0: "Play KCBS Radio."